Listeners, uh, there's a lot of striking going on. And despite being co-founder of the podcast, having the exact same say over the podcast as Adam, um, I think I'm going to threaten to strike because I think I deserve better working conditions uh, in this in the podcast. And so I've, I've drawn up a list of demands and I am going to strike until Adam improves my working conditions, actually, because uh, it's not on. So here are my demands. I have three. Um, number one, that puns are regarded as the highest form of comedy. That's a non-negotiable. Uh, number two is that when I come up with a game, it is taken seriously. Um, there's going to be, I want league tables of points, like no more fannying about this is serious, this is business. And number three is that um, when I like when I do a bit where I'm going to pretend I'm going on strike, it gets kept in the podcast. And I'm going on strike until those three demands are met. That is a disgrace. You're reassured, I'm reassured. Not another one. Mistakes were made. Pepper Pig World. Thinks he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. The truth is he's Jabba the Hutt. He lived rent-free in his head. Welcome back to Mini Politics. I'm Adam, uh, your host today, along with Emily. Hello. And Bailey again, the Hello. ultimate <laughs> friend of the pod. I, I feel like I like just live you're in basically your yeah. studio now. You are. You're basically part of the team. Um, welcome. Oh, welcome back. It's a pleasure to be back. How's everyone doing? How's term been so far for everyone? It's been three days. I'm not <laughs> cut out for nine... 15s. No. They're no. not even 9am's, but like I need that 15 minutes in the morning. I need I need more than that 15 minutes. I don't understand how we used to like go to school. It's disgusting. Oh my god, yeah. I used to go I used to wake up at 6am, drive Jeez. at 7am to my Bazvik starts at 8:30. Wow. Yeah, I was that kid. And I was, I was, I lived Can't my life. Right. I, I, I now literally we had a 7, we had an 8, 9. <laughs> god. Felt like it's it was It's been a seven. long day. It's been a nine, I had a 9 in this morning. Sorry, I had a 9am this morning with Emily and um, yes. I woke up at 8, 7.30 and I just woke up and thought, no. <gasps> Me too, it was horrible. It was a really <laughs> disgusting experience. I don't want to do it again, but I have run. to do it tomorrow. It was amazing, it's so good as We always. love a prep run. Other coffee shops are available. But right. they shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> so today's show, sorry by the way, I'm slightly unwell. I'm unwell. I think Emily's slightly unwell. I'm ba- doing fabulous. Bailey's fine. <laughs> so he, he's going to sound great. The rest of us are going to sound slightly yeah. hoarse, like but that's death. okay. Um... <laughs> Anything happened this week? Any news to talk about? There no, okay, that's the end of the pod. <laughs> have you heard of an old prime minister? Let me take you back uh, three months to Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth Truss. We, whatever you think of her, she thinks that she did quite a good job. And over the weekend, yeah. a barnstorming article came out in The Telegraph where she basically claims she was brought down by the anti-growth coalition, wasn't told about the effects of her economic policy beforehand, yeah. and... British voters in the media don't understand her economic policy. They're definitely real, guys. They just go to a different school. Um, I have some choice quotes, um, but Wait, does anyone have any takes on this first? Yeah. I have many a take. I have a whole sheet of takes. She has a sheet of takes. <laughs> However, before you start, I just want everyone to sympathise for me because Adam goes, oh, we're going to read this Telegraph article. And so I'm like, okay, week. brilliant. I will find it. <laughs> Turns out you have to have an account mm. which you have to there's a there's a month free trial don't you worry 
but um, <laughs> you have to pay. You didn't pay for the Telegraph. I haven't paid, but they keep emailing me with articles <laughs> and I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want to stop emailing me. So if anyone from the Telegraph is listening, can, can you take my email off the thing? But also just... Is everyone... If anyone from the Telegram is listening, <laughs> why? why? <laughs> it's just like, please but, stop. But so this is these are the lengths that I go to for this podcast is making an account. No, on but the I Telegraph. will say the Telegraph has been a bit of a take mine. I found the opinion oh, yeah. section and there are some hot takes. And yeah. we are going to react to some of them later because I did not know people said this kind yeah. of thing. And they're <laughs> quite funny. But and this is a this is a this is a broadsheet newspaper as well. Fantastic. Anyway. <laughs> but and and Adam didn't want to make an account, so he's just using mine. We're so all also everyone yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is, you These know, we're, we're able to use the revenue generated from the pod to afford <laughs> a free trial. A free trial. So <laughs> <laughs> anything more than that and we would yeah. struggle. Um, right, so what were your takes, Emily? Okay. What's your take on the... I think, so should, we, should, should I lay out some quotes you first? Go out, you go through and I will tell um, you my One of my favourite ones. This isn't specifically political, but it's just the way that she wrote it. This is a Liz Truss in the article. Um, all I had in that hotel room, nearly 800 miles, 8,000, sorry, miles away from Westminster was a series of messages urging me to return to London, including one from a for fellow foreign minister that simply read, get back home, woman, and start hustling. That's what I felt compelled to do. And she really hustled. She really hustled when she came back. Who? I want to know a series of messages urging me to return to London. Who is that? Like the dog sitter? Because <laughs> like, it's, yeah, I don't understand. I think that's a genuine, that like, it could actually just be her, like, nanny. It's like, your kids have gone crazy, please come back. Yeah. Has How she got old kids? are her kids? They're like, they're in their teens, I think. They're quite, they're quite. Young, but yeah, maybe it's the kids. children. Like I don't know how to <laughs> run a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy, come Ma back. The maid needs to run it for me. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I want to know who those people are, mm. um, because they're insane. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. just. <laughs> I am quite angry with this article purely because it has put me on the same side of the argument as former Chancellor George Osborne. Yeah. And yeah. the establishment uh, economic just seen like yeah. how on earth do you write in the telegraph the that telegraph. you are brought down by the left-wing economic yeah. establishment like that is a different level of delusion but i don't think she's saying she was brought down by the left-wing like she's saying she literally that everyone said, everything else yeah. apart from her and quasi are left-wing she now. was brought yeah. down by the left-wing coalition she's not she's not <laughs> blaming the guardian <laughs> reading tofu eating wokarati she's literally blaming everyone but it's her. just i i i don't understand this new trend of no political leader taking responsibility for anything. I don't think it's a new trend necessarily. Well, I know, but it, it seems to be a lot more mm. present yeah, I think, and prevalent I think you could politics. probably trace it back to the media. I watched a very interesting thing about this a little while ago with Watergate and Nixon. Sorry, I'm on American politics again. <laughs> it's just my way. Um, how the reason that Nixon had to resign because he was going to be impeached is because the way that the news covered it was very... As I, you know, there's no such thing as non-biased, but it was as kind of bipartisan as you can. It was just the facts of yeah. the case, and he, you know, the Watergate raid was something that he knew about, uh, and therefore it was a breach of the presidential code mm. or whatever it's called, and he should have resigned. And the difference between that and Trump is that when Trump was being impeached both times, there was this right-wing media ecosystem that was saying, no, 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 he didn't do anything wrong, didn't do anything wrong, and it just splits the population, and then therefore. Mm. Um, like objective fact and reality has become partisan and, and uh, like political. 
to be in a way yeah. that it wasn't before sociological about it yeah I, de- I definitely agree there's this um concept of like hyper reality with borderland um and basically it explains that with everyone in their little social media echo chambers you don't necessarily trust what you're saying and mm. i can see how like politicians are using that but i still don't think it addresses the fact that there ha- like what level of delusion do you have to be like there were there was how much money in those pension funds yeah. that were going to go bust oh, there's a, i've got a bit on pension funds to talk about Ooh. it's quite save, funny it's save cool. the pensions but for it's later. just like the market <laughs> that she worships and was trust. like i'm doing this for the free market rejected her and mm. instead of her like continuing to listen to and worship this god of the free market mm. she just goes like no I it's like she's made her own yeah. denomination, her own religion, and then it suddenly doesn't work for her, and she's like, "Actually, I think I'm just I think it's worth remembering really quickly what actually happened. This is this is what the journalists and the people who know this stuff were yeah. saying about her. She was a so- shortest serving PM. We yeah. know this already. Forty five days, I think it was. Yeah. Um, she was an unprecedented failure in office. That's a quote. Mm. Trust. Truss's plan to slash taxes, especially for the wealthiest, amounted to opening a fire hose filled with gasoline on that raging economic fire. That's from a CNN journalist. And the Independent Office of Budget Responsibility had handed the new Chancellor a draft forecast of the economic outlook on her first day in office. She claims in this article she didn't know about yeah. the effects that yeah. she was going to create, and this is not true. She is lying here. Yeah. Well, Can I also... Sorry. So, also, if you... Like... It doesn't matter if you're a Rishi fan or not. However, <laughs> during that whole leadership contest, mm. he was telling her her economics would not work and yeah. that he, it and would so cause... Was everyone else. Everyone. But Rishi, like, even in the leadership debates, he was going, well, that's not going to happen. This is not going to work. Blah, blah, yeah. like, and so she's, she's claiming, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, mm. he was telling her... Yeah, like, on a very public stage. Yeah. It was something on the lines of £80 billion in unfunded <sighs> tax cuts. Yeah. It's, just, and just just to pursue this ideal of economic growth, which yeah. I think like it's the thing that we don't question in our politics. It's this ideal we must grow, and to be fair, our system is set up in a way that we have to grow the economy because that's how you get more jobs. That's how you yeah, get more London. prosperity. It's just all of it. But growth for the sake of growth, like growth for growth's sake, like it just it doesn't make any sense, especially in the situation we're at the moment because we're currently in a recession and we were when she came yeah. Prime Minister. Can I make some economics points? As yes. the economist, yes, okay, please Okay, I've got do. my takes because I feel like now's the relevant time to bring it in. So she is saying her whole ideology, whatever, blah, 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 was about growth and how we need growth and how she was going to use these reforms to affect supply and demand so that growth happens. Fine. On paper, she could draw a diagram. Brilliant. <laughs> like, Low bar, she'd probably get great. she'd get a, maybe a C in A level economics. Woo. Um, however, there's one big thing that she has not thought about, and that is Brexit, because our economy is not a desirable place yeah. for anyone mm. to invest, to spend, to do anything with. So she's going, oh, let's make our economy look desirable. Well, a lot more is needed mm. than just yeah. tax cuts and things like that to affect the supply side. It's not going to be successful because like, the government has flip-flopped. This, the same party has gone from so many different sides of the spectrum, yeah. so many different things. There is no confidence in our economy. My economics teacher, her big, like, thing was that uh, economics is all about confidence. People mm. will only ever do things if they feel confident in the economy. And Liz Truss changing the economic policy so drastically, so quickly, mm. 
has meant there's no confidence. So yes, on paper, maybe her reforms will help somewhere. But our economy, she hasn't looked at the state of our economy like as an actual mm. economy. She's looked at kind of a pretend economy and gone, yes, this will work. But yeah. the state of our economy and the confidence in our economy is not there. And actually, going back to Theresa May, what we need is a strong and stable, <laughs> we need strong and stable economics that that will be the same and bring stability mm. to encourage investment. That This going from one to the other mm. is the problem. I agree so much. And I think it's really important also to say, where is that confidence going to come from? I definitely think that with the Conservative Party, you know, like with... Brexit, the vision for Britain within the Conservative Party could 100% be this low tax haven mm. that, you know, like people just want to put their money in and not get taxed on it. But the groundwork wasn't laid, yeah. and especially in a time of high inflation yeah. and economic crisis and war in Ukraine, mm -hmm. like post-COVID recovery, like it, it was just such a bad time to do it. Now and I think it comes down to time to experiment well, with it's the a economy. Yeah. It's a communication it's problem enough. as well, isn't it? Like yeah. if you look at what the Conservative Party should be. You know, like a Conservative government in power should signal like sort of steadfast, very, very boring economic policy. Mm. It should yeah. be something like Osborne. And the like, this is, I guess, more a political point. This is definitely what Keir Starmer is trying to do. You know, he mm. went to Davos World Forum mm. um, last month and he was putting across this business point, making it look like Labour was the party of strong, stable mm. economy, much in the same way that Gordon Brown and Tony Blair had to do to win the next yeah. election when in 1997. And in the article, she keeps saying that like she wanted to bring back the conservative ideology oh, and yeah, all the people before yeah. her. Do you want to say the quote? or uh, Let me find it. You keep um, going. But a big part of conservatism and the conservative ideology is pragmatism and, and kind of slowly changing things. Not just waking up one day and going, let's just get rid of all yeah, the where taxes. Where is the pragmatism yeah. in the current I, conservative I found party? It, I found the quote. Uh, my well, message of a return to conservative economics to stop apologising for our beliefs and to be positive and optimistic about our country's future resonated with our members and voters, particularly those outside London in the parts of the country where we had recently won former Labour seats in the Red Wall. But... Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense because that's... A return to conservative economics. And I just remind us, who's been in government for the last <laughs> 13 years? Well, that's what she's trying and to austerity say is that isn't those very conservative. aren't real conservatives. But they have been... But uh, this is... The, they, they try to have it both ways, these politicians, and it's a, there's a kind of term that's been coined called cakeism, and it's very Johnsonian. Yummy. It's very like, <laughs> have your cake and eat yeah. it. You cannot yeah. be in power and making the be place better, but also every time there's a new conservative leader... They did a terrible job before me and mm. I've got to fix their mess. Every single conservative leader has done that since, yeah. apart from maybe Theresa May, but she came in going, I need to sort out Brexit. Yeah. David Cameron resigned because he didn't want to have to deal with it. And and everyone since, Johnson came in saying that everyone's made a mistake before me. Mm. Trust came in and said, well, guys, we're going the wrong direction, as she says in this article. And then Sunak came in and was like, oh yeah, we've gone the really wrong direction, <laughs> guys. Let's sort this out again. And then if there's another one before the next session, which is not impossible, they will do the same thing. Yeah. And they just get to keep refreshing the person. It's like Doctor Who. Reinventing re <laughs> re themselves constantly. <laughs> Can and we get David Tennant in number 10, please? Honestly, he would <gasps> do a great job. Shruti Gatwa, he'd be amazing. Yes. Oh, uh, no, he's, I'm very excited for that. But that's a slight tangent. Um, I have some Listen points to about- our Doctor Who podcast um, coming out Patreon, soon. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes, I think there's, there's quite a few that have been quite famous. Her blaming the media and oh. public for mm. it, being brought down by the left-wing economic establishment is quite funny. But 
there's one point I think it's quite telling in the article and she doesn't really take any of the blame on herself for this and she, yeah. d- and she tries to take all the blame also away from Kwasi Kwarteng, her chancellor. Um, but she says, this is a quote from the article, at no point during any of the preparations for the mini-budget had any concerns about liability-driven investments, LDIs, this. Um, dot, 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 since leaving office had I spent some time <sighs> into looking me. into LDIs. So basically she didn't realise that LDIs would be a problem Listen. with her massive government tax cut and borrowing to pay for an energy price I, guarantee I would and say, she looked into it after oh, she was prime minister i would say maybe the sixth or seventh rule of economics is <laughs> that pensions are always affected quite yeah. important and so like and she worked did she work in the treasury how do, how do you not know she's gone through almost every like, job in government she hasn't been a chancellor obviously but she was foreign <laughs> secretary like she has to know these things but it's just Pensions are always affected by everything, and so how she didn't know, but people people were telling her. And the uh, fact yeah, that, I don't the believe fact that, that. She says, like, ugh, she sacked the permanent secretary of the treasury she's as well. She's just lying. She's mm. lying. Like, she's just she's mm. lying she through or her she's teeth. Just so and thick she's, that you know this what? Thing, it could it be <sighs> either or. Like and we might as well have the lettuce have written like. Yeah. <sighs> That. I there's think she's so thick she doesn't realize she's lying. There's 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 also like there's <laughs> there's, there's, there's some really really like. I thought she was very, very stupid. And there's, there's part of this article, and I think that she, you know, opinion shows mm. she is very, very stupid. But there's parts of this which there's very kind of politician-y. So there's, I'll, I'll see what I've explained after the quote. President Biden, who publicly voiced a disagreement with her economic policy, stating, mm. I wasn't the only one that thought it was a mistake. These interventions were sadly in tune with growing efforts on the world stage to limit competition between G7 countries. She's arguing here that Joe Biden is trying to limit the growth potential of the UK economy so that the US do better. And I'm sorry, that's not how it works. It's just, it's an absolute fantasy. And I think I I very much do not want to sit here and call a politician stupid. But oh, I do. I think there's, there's <laughs> like, job. that's why I'm I here. I think it's very dangerous to write off like certain politicians. Like with Trump, everyone wrote him off as that. But, but he when is. you have someone like Liz Truss, who did you guys see the interview that she did mm. where like it's so excruciating? Like mm. she does kind of say that she's like not a good. She communicator. Says, she says that in the article but, she blames she goes oh I've always said I'm a bad yeah, communicator but so what do you expect if you know that's your weakness uh, surely yeah. you'd get like you get I don't know like you try and get your own training. Allegra Stratton yeah, yeah you'd get some media training what happened to Allegra like R.I.P. Oh. Allegra. She got yeah. kicked out, didn't she? Who she was got kicked out for party gate. Don't, she was don't get beginning. me started on that three million pound room. <laughs> I just, <laughs> and it's just, it's an absolute insanity. Do you yeah. guys remember when she was like, oh, I know who will treat me better, the local radio stations. And then oh, she goes into the local radio stations. And and rinsed her. Like, yeah. there is just such, I, I don't understand. No, and I, I think it must come down to just and stupidity. Just, like the yeah, 21 yeah. year old consultants that she has on her team, mm. they need sack. But I just, the I placement find it. students. Yeah. <laughs> which I want to be one. Hello. Um, Liz Dreskel, <laughs> Um There's also like the, the, the delusion spreads yeah. further because they're. Another quote from the article, it's no exaggeration to say that there are firms which remain in business today only because of the action we took. This intervention prevented a major economic crisis. The markets welcomed my intervention, reducing the sky-high levels of uncertainty and anxiety. The only thing that reduced sky-high levels of uncertainty and anxiety is you resigning. They welcomed her intervention like a fart at a funeral. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly. She put £30 billion 
of black hole debt into the treasury in 45 uh, the days. The only businesses that are in <sighs> that are kind of remain in business today because they actually took a pretty loan sharks because people had to take friends. out loans <laughs> to, try and, yeah. to try and get to try and pay the money that they were losing from the economy crashing. It's absolutely I, infuriating. I have a question for the universe because I d I'm not sure, Adam, you're going to be able to answer <laughs> this. Um, I can try. You can try. But so I am very confused as to why she she sacked Quasi Quarteng. Because she, oh, I know this. Yeah, go. So um, in the interview that she gave, she basically was talking about how like he, so he was in Washington as well at the time when yeah, she had yeah. to make he the decision. Yeah, yeah, he had to fly back. Because they, they, she, she never wanted to sack him. Hmm. Um, but basically officials in the government were like, it's either you both go or he goes. Yeah. And she, in the interview, like this is like so, it's just so hard to listen to because like she is a bad communicator and like you can get some of like the emotion from it. And I will say, like I don't have any sympathy for her, but I do have empathy for how difficult it would have been to just mm. your only friend granted she probably should have like seen the fact that she has no friends and no one else believing mm. in her policies as a warning sign ah, but maybe. it's like maybe it was definitely then, the nail in the coffin getting rid of him do you not but think she that to. she then should have gone herself is well that no she had did yeah. they're, this they're is the whole pair, point she right? wanted to be prime minister from the beginning yeah. like yeah, she this, last they always year want this. This is what they always yeah want. last year yeah. like um her new year message going into 2022 mm. was like um uh, her next to a globe looking very prime ministerial yeah. whatever that means and it's well, her saying mm. oh happy new year to all the nations around the world and it's mm. like it's she's prepping her campaign like mm. Now, that's another thing that really annoyed me about this is obviously she was foreign secretary for a long time for like two or three years under Johnson yeah. as prime minister. Yeah. And she, when she did a leadership campaign, this is a smaller thing that I doesn't, don't think gets talked about very much, but it is very important for like, she was using the shots of her doing her job as foreign secretary yeah. as publicity for mm. like, oh, look at me being prime minister. Mm. When you are foreign secretary, you are the most senior, 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 <laughs> senior diplomat <laughs> in the UK. Your job is very, very important yeah. and literally lives hang in the balance. Yeah. And she was just taking the opportunity Standing to get some photos, like, good for the Instagram, you know, like I just, it's, yeah. and the fact that she was using those photos, which are supposed to the, be for official government purposes to show that, you know, there's, you know, there's <laughs> meetings with her and, and Japanese presidents and stuff like that. And then she's using them to like, oh, you should vote for me in the leadership yeah. company. Like, that's not what those photos are for. Those photos are to show diplomatic relations, not to show that I can meet people. Yeah. And I'm a good prime it's minister. Just, it's like the Rishi Sunakification uh, <laughs> of mm. politics. Like everything has to be so super polished and you've got to have your mm. branding. Like he had the Ready for Rishi website registered. That's in so the day that so good. It was the day was that really um, the first Partygate picture came out. Oh, yes. Which was, was hilarious. Yeah. And then he like re-registered it so it looked like completely different. Oh, but like, yeah. it's... I'm, I'm personally so exhausted mm. with this idea in the Conservative Party that almost everyone has to have a go at being Prime Minister or in the Cabinet. I mean, to be honest, they might as well just keep... We're going to get one good one eventually. I mean, have a are go. we going to talk about the I mean, Cabinet reshuffle oh, Rishi did yesterday? Because he appointed his chairman, who... His name escapes me now, but he's not a very nice man. No, he's definitely a culture war man. And very, very nice. It's like, it's it's past... Like, they've, they've done scraping the barrel. Mm. Like, they've scraped it so much that, like, you're now at the floor and it's just picking at concrete. I'm just... Yeah. So I'm, like that I'm excited for her comeback though because I do think that <laughs> it gives us something to talk her about. Reminding, her reminding, her again. <laughs> exactly. No, her reminding everyone of how terrible they are and the yeah. fact that every, you know, the Conservatives did get behind her. There yeah. was always yeah. there was there was more of a 
my vocal minority saying she's a bad news the whole time. But then they've always been that every single Conservative Prime Minister. They broadly got behind her. And now you've got M- politicians like Grant Shapps, for example, who's currently mm-hmm. in the cabinet, yeah. who was Home Secretary under her, being like, yeah, you know, it was a mistake. Like, yeah. You didn't have to go into cabinet with her. You didn't have to support well, her. He wants this. to be. And like Prime Jeremy Minister Hunt, well. for example, was the guy who was brought in to save her economic mess. And he's the not adult. He's like. the adult in the room. <laughs> but like he didn't he was like, oh, you know, when 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 she first appointed him and in replace of Kwarteng, he was trying to save her yeah. ship. He was trying to ready the boat. Like yeah. to, he was the most powerful man in that government. He was basically yeah. I think he's probably the most powerful man in this government as well, because Rishi Sunak does not so seem too. to have much either. I mean, especially with Boris Johnson coming back. Like Liz Truss mm. doesn't want the job, but she's gonna make it harder for Rishi anyway. Like he's trying to push this idea mm. of oh we're the old conservative party again but you literally have the ghosts of christmas past mm. like really bad i hate that book as well <laughs> what hot take i hate christmas carol anyway moving on <laughs> but the it's, muppets i just can't can you can you imagine if the labor government had like it was gordon brown there but then you also had like all the other mm. labor leaders like instead of tony blair like but like um this is actually something really interesting Gordon Brown literally like changed the rules for embassies so that when Tony Blair like went around on his trips around the world, they wouldn't host like parties and things for him. Like they could host a party and he can come to it, Mm. but it can't be like in his honor, in his name. Like there's no rolling out of the red carpet, which Mm. I mean, in hindsight, thank God he did that. Because could you imagine every Mm. time one of the conservative prime ministers went abroad and they had to like do that? It saves a lot of money, but like it's... Crazy to disgrace, me. Disgrace, Imagine Liz Truss getting a red carpet rolled out for her when she crashed she, the economy. She has to go to like every hmm. state event now. Like she's gonna be a. She is literally going to yeah, be. She gets the prime minister's pension there. as well, the one hundred and fifty yeah. grand a year. I do think it's so funny that she got to do the speech at the Queen's funeral because Boris would have lapped yeah. that up. Yeah, he was quite. I think that was what upset him more than yeah. her death was. Damn, I'm not prime minister because it was like yeah. a week after yeah. as well. Wasn't yeah. It? <laughs> I I have one final kind of remark on this before we move on to something Mm. else. And that is that for society, it might be a good thing, but for for the conservatives, like she has tarnished this kind of, this like conservative policy. And it's worth pointing out, they were pretty tarnished already. The reason Boris Johnson was, the reason that she ever became a feminist was- No, 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 I mean mean the the, like tactic of using these kind of lower tax reforms. That has been like tarnished forever. So, well, not forever, but like, because people forget. But for the next few years, if anyone- comes up to be leader and goes, we should lower taxes, blah, blah, blah. Like, the, people will just go, hey, Liz Truss, and then, you know, like, this, I agree. this is not I think a, I agree, I agree a to an extent. Anymore, I think it use. will be more difficult, but I think there is still a huge appetite in the post-Brexit UK, mm. within the Conservative Party especially, that the future of the Conservative Party mm. is a restoration of this idea of low tax, small yeah. state. And I think Liz Truss was, like, I definitely think there's an argument there that if someone else said it, if, even if Quasi was prime minister, it probably would have worked. <gasps> like m- maybe not doing the exact same thing, but at least if they communicated it better, or just if they just weren't an absolute train wreck. Like I think it's yeah. worth pointing out as well that like but no, I, I agree. There is a, there's a, there is a level of the economy being destroyed by Liz Trust that we haven't seen since. But the reason that our economy is in such bad shape yeah. is because of twelve almost 13 years now of, of Tory mismanagement of yeah. that, that economy. And like but we've they, got will, they will never admit that We've that got a more economically sound Prime Minister and Chancellor in now. We do. They are more economically sound than this trust was. I think more predictable as well is and the that's, And that's the thing about confidence is that we know what these people want yeah. and we know how they're going to do it. And yeah. to, for a certain section of the population, the very, very wealthy, this kind of government, this kind of 
like like high progressive income tax but low wealth tax economy is really really good for them they can build up their wealth this is why you get billionaires and people spending millions and millions of pounds in the uk whilst you have like homelessness increasing mm. um and th- so that this model of economic governments does work for those people and that's that's who's keeping these tories in power but i think that often there's a risk as well with the the, the positive that you said about this tarnishing this view of economic conservatism of like low taxes um, and high growth being ideal. It's got rid of that idea now in UK politics. I think for a, w- a little while at least, it just it seems unrealistic and we remember what happened last time. But it also makes what we're doing now look better. It makes it look more sensible. And I just think it's worth pointing out that the, the way we're living at the moment, the way our economy runs is unsustainable and yeah. unworkable and we need to change government. And hopefully a different government, a Labour government, would not just change that, but would push towards... Um, like a, a different way of uh, our yeah. economy working overall. Um, anyone have any more final points on this on well, this trust? I um, was reading the comments on this article. Before we do the comments, <gasps> I just wanted to play a clip okay, because go. I thought this play is the, the perfect way of describing this trust okay. as a person. That is a disgrace. Oh, right, I've uh, been waiting for that for ages. That is a disgrace. <laughs> Thank Great. you, Ms. Trust. So, I was. I thought it would be very entertaining, and it was to read the art, the comments on, on this the article. Telegraph after behind right. the paywall. So these people are all paid <laughs> to read Liz Truss or and then they commented have their on it. Free trial and are getting bombarded are with emails who, these too. Who pay. Um, <laughs> also, can I say the names of these people? Because I don't think these names are real. Just say like a first name, or like if it's a funny name, then yeah. Okay, well, they're funny <laughs> names. Okay, so Jim Plum. <laughs> Jim, Jim Plum replied with, I thought she was hot. <laughs> to which Tom Brown said, should have gone to Specsavers. Oh, John. Okay, Neil, Neil Cave said, shout out to Neil Cave. You was done, lass. You were done, lass. Fantastic. Um, Anthony Wilson said, wall to wall, Prince Harry coverage, and now this, surely the daily torment. <laughs> Strong. Which I'm like, okay. Uh, and puns there was of the middle more. classes. Fair enough. Uh, okay, I enjoyed this one. Mo said, more front than Brighton Beach. She has no shame. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Oh, Woof. here's one more. Hang on, one more. She, someone put, she spent many hours soul searching. Well, it would appear she didn't find one. And uh, so she still thinks it wasn't her fault. I Incredible. Mean, that, was, that is basically what we're trying to say. She yes. just nailed it. We should get around the pod. Yeah. Um, fantastic. <laughs> well, that was... And whilst we're on the Telegraph, because I just... I have to get your reaction to some of this. So I was looking for the article last night, trying oh, yes. to read it all but again before the pod today. And I found some takes. I didn't know these takes existed. <laughs> I didn't know people thought this the way. Telegraph and takes. not only do they think that, they wrote it down. And published and it. Published it. And, it. and get paid. I'm to just going to read it. I've got four takes for you here, and I just want to see okay. what you think. And I've, you might have read these before. I might have mentioned them to you before because I was quite. We avid about Telegraph yesterday. readers. But before we do, we have to just get this in there because this is the warning. Hot takes coming <laughs> in. They're coming in right, right now. Okay, so I'm not going to read the authors because that would disgrace them. But like they are still up on the internet, and if you want to pay one pound for this entertainment, I think or that's kind of fair. Shoot me an email; I'll give you my account to log in. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, right, Brexit helped to save Ukraine from Vladimir Putin. Wow, that is that <laughs> is, is is a published article. What <laughs> someone? What? What is that? What someone thinks Brexit helped save Ukraine? How? Number one, the war is still going on; they haven't won yet. Number two, <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> Number three, what? <laughs> 
What is, um, there, what is it? It's Zelensky hate. wants to join the it EU. It is a problem that that Boris Johnson's telling Zelensky yeah, to, join to join the, the EU. EU. I don't get it. Does, How does, it doesn't does make any Telegraph sense. Telegraph article writer think it's a one in one out policy. <laughs> <laughs> you can only join because we've left. Distancing. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they don't have room to put in another seat. They need, yeah. They need more. yeah. So I can't I begin to explain that. I, I can't get my brain into that place. That, mm. But I think it's something along the lines of. I actually genuinely have no idea because it hasn't strengthened right. it any security maybe, arrangements. Is it maybe because like we, as the UK, can then like support them more? But then again, we aren't even the biggest supporter. Like, no, we can support the them outside of consulting it with the yeah. EU. Who the, uh, is that? It last week there was a whole conversation it. about Germany, a member of the EU, oh, yeah. and America, a non-member yeah, of the EU, not, like, sending helpful. tanks over, and that was a big debate. We don't have that many tanks, so we can't really send Do them over. Do you think um, the Ukrainians would say? Thanks for that. To the Germans, they'd say you need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I don't understand this take. If anyone does, and listeners, please get in contact to explain this take to me. What do you guys think about Zelensky coming to the UK? Is he coming to the UK? News that dropped today. Yeah, he's going to go see the king. He's meeting the king, is he? Poor guy. Wait, he's meeting. He's meeting. Charles? I think so. I think there was a Oh, he is. Yeah, he's in the UK for a power couple I did not know we needed. Um, Right. Okay, next take. Hot take, number two. Britain's oil giants must forget going green. So there's some good news and bad news in this one. Number one, I think they already have, which is Emily's joke from earlier. I I said this earlier, was that in order to forget something, you need to know it in the first place. Um, They're not going green, but also why would they need to forget? Like, so number one, they're just <sighs> not, like, let's be honest, BP are making the biggest profits ever and they're greenwashing themselves. Does that um, mean to BP make it need to change the biggest their profits, am hey, I right? That <laughs> means big poil okay. money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but big they must oil. not forget to go green. If you're BP, if you're listening, please go green. Please stop selling They petrol. are green. Their so colour is their green. Their colour yeah. is green. Um, BP <laughs> stands for British could Petroleum. They, could they do me a favour and just like... Pay my Do tuition fees or something. And then you just be a stooge for I them. could be very easily bought. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot take on this one. Very easily bought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if being demeaning makes Dominic Raab a bully, our society is in trouble. No. Our society no. is in trouble. Right. Um, I have. I actually have so much to say about this. Okay. Um, this Begin. whole thing with Dominic Raab is an actual disgrace it because is. we have... In this country, I thought like this thing called anti-bullying week. And in that, I thought the whole point was like, bullying doesn't just come in like forms of being physically down. Yeah, like Dominic Raab isn't like slapping about the new intern. <laughs> and is like, I'm going to the canteen. You're going to get me an apple juice. To be honest, he does know like karate. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if he black, actually though, was. isn't he? Oh, he does look like the type. Yeah, he went no, to the local <laughs> But I just, I don't think it's remotely... Even British to be able to be like, yeah, I think it's fine that like I get insulted and have like panic attacks when I see my manager in the office. Like, I thought the whole point of being British is that you don't feel any emotion going to work or doing anything in public. Like, Mm. I think the fact that you have a very senior member of the cabinet, like he was... Like but when Boris Johnson was as in, well. it's not no, just yeah, it is Rob multiple. Is but like, and one, of, and one of the complaints, the people are yeah. defending that yeah. is disgusting. And one he of the complaints, deputy prime minister, is from, still is. I think yeah. twenty people onto one complaint because oh, they were too scared to do it on their own yeah. because of the way these things yeah. get treated. It's disgusting. Um, so, so this article, that I've just got the headline here. Um, if being demeaning makes Dominic Rob a bully, and then it's bully is in air quotes. 
Um, and then our society is in trouble. And you know what? It is in trouble, but for yeah. the opposite reason, because people like you exist who are yeah. defending <laughs> this man and his bullying. Um, save some of your rage for this last one, Bailey, because th- I've, I've, I've left with a banger. Um, again, this is all. This is today's opinions. These are all today's. This is just today. I watched this this morning. This is Wednesday, the 8th of February, <sighs> that we're recording this. Um, MPs should not feel pressured into backing a law banning conversion therapy. Don't feel pressured to ban conversion therapy, guys. I mean, it's literally a form of torture, but no, it's no, fine. no. We should torture S- the UK. Stop I guess. Stop feeling pressured. Like honestly, <gasps> take a chill pill, <laughs> go to Ibiza, have a break. Don't feel pressured no, to stop torture. No, they're all on holiday torture. anyway, Adam. Don't tell them to go to <laughs> Ibiza. They're never there. Have more holidays. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't like this anymore. And also, conversion therapies in air quotes, implying they don't think it exists. Yeah, no, literally. <gasps> like, what, it, what What do they think conversion therapy is? Do they think that, like, you go to, like, the local dollar-pound exchange in, like, mm. your local mall, and you're just like... Just like I want to be less gay, I'm please. feeling stressed <laughs> and gay. Can I please exchange money? Can like, I please I be just, straight now? Thank you. It's just, conversion therapy is an abhorrent practice, yeah. and it involves literally, like... And it just it is a form of mental torture and it, it does actually involve some physical aspects. Like it used to be electroshock therapy. Yep. It has its Which foundations in causing psychological know, trauma. Attaching electrodes to people's brains and then shocking them. Yeah, like the whole point of conversion therapy, it's never actually like, oh, getting rid of the gay. What it does is it's, it makes it suppresses it. Yeah. It, well it, it doesn't even do that. It oppresses it in such a way that if you feel any homosexual you're emotions or feelings, you associate it with pain, you associate it with feeling sick and it's not something that goes away. Mm. What it does do is it causes psychological torment. And mm. the fact that we aren't pressuring and we should not do this. Mm. I mean, personally, it sounds like the Telegraph opinion people think mm. we should be having bullies in government and yeah. allowing but torture of vulnerable people. But they, they I think we should have that. more Brexit to make Vladimir Putin weak. But not only <laughs> that, it's also that they think these are the kind of articles that people want to read problem about. Is that they they, are, though, the problem is, is, is this is what people are yeah, reading. Yeah, and like... Sporting. Just, I yeah. found out from this that conversion therapy isn't banned in the UK. I just assumed it would have been. It was initially part of Theresa May's um, LGBT action plan and since then, obviously, the manufactured rage around mm. transgender issues yeah, yeah. Um, has also meant that conversion therapy has been cast out. There has been commitments to banning it. Um, yeah. As far as I can tell, the initial issue was also the introduction of a loophole so that like you can as an adult still seek conversion therapy which doesn't do enough to protect vulnerable adults especially in religious situations um but mm. this could be a whole episode that yeah. i could talk yeah, about i think we'll we'll do <sighs> I, I didn't know this going into to, like I, I found this out today that it wasn't actually banned but yeah well, there's gonna be some more telegraph takes coming through i'm gonna make a whole segment about it um <laughs> but these people are awful and do not listen to them and if you have a friend who likes telegraph then Drop that friend. Yeah, and I am going to be deleting my account. Yeah, but <laughs> only after, after I get as many takes oh, from okay. them as possible. Right. Use the free trial, people. Um, right, that's that's, sec- that's part. That's first part of our um, show today. Second part, we're going to talk about a balloon. Talking about inflation. (laughs) (laughs) And so it begins. (laughs) (laughs) Talking, uh, what happened in America? Uh, So (laughs) there there has been, this this was tipped to me for, this is your official shout out. My brother Callum 
um, sent me a text last, I think on maybe on Saturday, on Friday or something. And it was like, hey, have you seen this balloon? And I was like, oh, yeah. what balloon? And, and since then, I've looked into it. So, Callum, this is your official shout out. Thank you for mentioning this. Although, I just want to say, it's not very an um, uplifting story. <sighs> Right, uh, so <laughs> there was a Chinese spy balloon flying over the United States from the, it was detected on the 28th of January, it was found over Alaska, which is, if you think of America as that massive block, Alaska is the one on the top left, right, right at the top of the states. Uh, and ag US agencies tracked the balloon and determined it's part of a Chinese fleet deployed for spying. Why would you employ a balloon to spy? Because... They use satellites anyway. Balloons are lower to the ground, obviously, than satellites. Therefore, mm. they can get higher resolution images. And obviously, the US has certain... We don't know what they're looking for. Obviously, I'm not part of the Chinese government. Um, what? what um, <laughs> they have certain... They have missile silos in Montana where they store some of their nukes. You can get pictures of that, like, from a lower angle. Massive, massively high-resolution cameras mm. uh, can pick up Im intelligence. They could also be trying to pick up U.S. signals and stuff from the ground, just from being above the states. It is a violation of U.S. airspace and sovereignty because mm. it's you're not allowed to fly something in there unless it's got permission to do so. Um, so, basically, the balloon was eventually shot down on the 4th of Feb, which really is a week it. later. Um, <laughs> there's been quite a lot of... There's been quite a lot of controversy <laughs> around how long it took the states to sort yeah. this balloon out. Uh, quite a lot of people, especially right-wingers from our favourite channel, with their, they've moved on mm -hmm. from sexy M&Ms <laughs> to uh, discuss balloons now. But they were arguing they should have shut it down further, that Biden's slowness to destroy the balloon and get rid of the balloon um, has is a sign of weakness. In all fairness, it is quite difficult to find a balloon with uh, no strings attached. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, you're blowing me away, Emily. <laughs> no, no. But the reason they didn't destroy it is because it it was it weighed about the same as two to three buses. So dropping that kind of weight yeah. on, and apparently if they shot it down out of the sky oh, yeah, and they didn't, God. and they tore the, they just blew it up, the shrapnel and the explosive revenue, revenue, um, residue, I guess, the you know the shrapnel from mm -hmm. it would would cover a 23 mile radius of of like destruction. So it probably would have killed some people. Uh, if they just shot it down. So yeah. they had to wait. And apparently, this is they can't talk too much about this, but in the interviews I've heard from the um, Biden administration, the fact that they could jam the signal from the balloon, they were tracking it for a while, meant that they could try and understand a bit more what the Chinese were trying to pick up and what they were trying to spy on. And so they were like getting intelligence about the balloon. It's like a double reverse. Yeah. They were spying on the, on the spying balloon and trying to figure out what was going on there it's it's giving cuban missile crisis it's an it's it's the next inflation crisis i mean <laughs> like i'm i am kind of like surprised it, that this story really like took off it's oh, um, oh my god yeah, it really like, popped off <laughs> you know i'm it, it, oh it had no, no. trouble getting it, off the ground oh. <laughs> um, have you googled <laughs> balloon no. puns i knew this was happening so i made sure um that this i'd be terrible. able but like i i think it's like terrible. it's this no, style no, no, they of popped it. oh my god <laughs> It's this style of like news and I guess like political pop culture that like has made pop. this such a divisive issue again. But like at the same time, Republicans are just spinning and just yeah. making a just it's mess. It's quite funny. There's an interview with Ted Cruz again. and I'm stealing this from Pods of America, which is you should listen to this podcast. Very good. Um, they... There was an interview with Ted Cruz after they shot down the balloon, which mm. they've been complaining about for the whole week. And he was <laughs> like, well, you only shut down balloon because your heart wasn't yeah. in it. And it's, it's just uh, these people 
will find <sighs> anything to be angry about. Mm -hmm. And the, the reason they didn't shoot it down, they waited until I was over the sea so they could shoot it down so it landed in the sea and not kill anyone, basically. Yeah. Because can you imagine the outrage if it killed someone? If this, they it really popped the balloon, landed on someone's house and it, they, they, they died because it's well, a bus. It would be quite funny, like on the death certificate, cause of death, big balloon. Big <laughs> balloon. Um, so... This, this is not news because apparently there were four of these in the Trump yeah. administration and he didn't either know mm. about them or care about them. We've only just found out and apparently there's been one previously in the Biden administration. But we don't normally hear about them. The only reason that we hear about this one is I think because we wanted to manufacture a panic about it. Yeah. And China and the US and the UK and France and Germany, all these big powers spy on each other constantly yeah. it happens all the time this is happening mm. right now tiktok is about to be banned in china because they're worried that they're using it because um very complicatedly side note now about china to be a company in china you have to have a member of the ccp the chinese communist party on the board of directors of yeah. every single company that operates in china so every single company that operates in china so apple google uh, they all have a communist party member on the board of the company. Otherwise, you can't operate in China. TikTok is a Chinese company. Therefore, they have multiple members of the Chinese Communist Party on the board. So there's a real concern that they're, that they're using apps like TikTok to manipulate and to spy on populations that are not Chinese um, around uh -oh. the world. So the US are about to ban it. Like I it's, thought it it's was very, just funny videos. They're about to ban it. Damn, all this tension is making me lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> there's some... Some ups and downs to this story. Um, I can't remember what I was saying. There was a point <laughs> there. I just, I've been, Something I've been, I mean, I've I just, been blown just away. people spying all the You've time. You've really deflated We've me. Oh. <laughs> I've got the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, so you were just saying that people spy all the time. It's not that big a deal. It's but really not people a big have made deal it a big deal. It's clearly mm. a slow news week. Yeah. We've spent, what, 40 minutes talking about I mean, Liz Truss, the most irrelevant yeah. woman in politics yeah. at the moment. It's like, like, yeah. <laughs> this story does make me, I guess, ecstatic. <laughs> oh. That's quite upsetting, actually. I, I, I'm feeling <laughs> deflated. <laughs> Can we, please, <laughs> can we stop making the same jokes over and over okay. again? Yeah, I keep forgetting that hey, I have this. Ecstatic was a new one. That was a good one. I enjoyed that. <laughs> That's quite a clever one as well. It's clever. You think of you, there's a bit of physics in there. Put no. it in your head. Yeah. Any physicist? Physics student. Some physicist is dying right now. Um, <laughs> I also forget that I have this effects pad until like the end of the pod, and I always <laughs> use it at the end. So I just try and use it throughout the pod. Oh, but yeah, so that's pod. that's the balloon story. That's about um, it, really. It's, it's, it's all. I, th I would say it's a, it's all a bunch of hot air. Um, but <laughs> when we come back, me and Emily are going to take an A-level politics quiz. And hopefully you will still listen to the show after because we might fail it. But yeah. oh, uh, I, we will see you in a minute. Hello, I'm hosting this <laughs> bit. I'm your guest host. Um, oh, should I just give a shout out to my sister, Elle, who wrote these yes, and also, yeah, sorry, questions for us. Yeah. Um, she's doing A-level politics at the moment. And I said, hello, please, can you write some questions? And so she We recorded me. a version of this over the weekend with yes. Elle as our quiz master. Um, but the audio wasn't great. We had to record Apologies. it in a building called the Virgil Building. Um, if you want to hear it, we the can Virgil put it out building, on YouTube. The Virgil Building, more like the Turd Jill We recorded it. <laughs> Right. No. We, rec <laughs> <laughs> we recorded it on our phones um, and the audio isn't great. But if you do want to hear it, um, then let me know and I can send it to people if you would. Because <laughs> I do have it. It's all, it's all ready to go. I just, I just wasn't 
the audio wasn't great. But anyway, yes, let's get on with the game show. <laughs> Hello, Hello, welcome Art to quiz. Bailey's politics game show. Well, we have, can um, we have some game show music under this? Uh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> this is really loud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the game show music. It's so 2000s. I don't know if that's non-copyright. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Okay, let's just go. <laughs> it's just going to be like a just silence. Game sh- go. Um, so there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine questions okay. on this. Okay. So it's and best, best of five. Um, yeah, so I'm going to shout it out. And then the first person to go, me. I'm going to be like, you. Okay. So you're Give just going to ask answer. us the questions and we'll answer them. And if you're doing, <laughs> if you're listening to this, doing A-level politics or potentially teaching Emily A-level politics <laughs> um, back in the day, just pause and then see if you know the answer and then test yourself against yeah. this. And if you win, this is you, are, you morally are allowed to host this show. So just <laughs> please take it off my hands. Yeah, I don't know why, I don't know why I'm hosting Please take it off but his hands. Anyway, drum, drum roll or music, please. So Adam, Adam in post. <laughs> Go right, there's music. I was gonna be like Adam in post, add some like countdown music. Okay, Adam in post is gonna do that right now and you'll be able to hear it. You're in the post, but the but they're on strike. <laughs> Adam anyway. post Adam's really nailing okay, this. Let's just just get get this. <laughs> Editor Adam killing this. Name three examples of direct democracy. Me. Adam. Uh, re- re- referendum. Uh, yes. you've got petitions and you've also got elections. Elections are not direct democracy. I'll give you one for referendums and petitions. A petition. Yeah. Um, what kind of election? Uh, well, it depends on the local, oh, like local a, council uh, election. Emily? <laughs> Me. Um, mm. Like a presidential Yeah. <laughs> so like a leadership one. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to give Adam two points and Emily one. Yes. You guys keep track yes. of your own points. Can I trust you? Um, if, unless I get fingers. more than 10 points, then I don't have enough fingers. <laughs> not I've got many questions. And the next question is, dun, 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 dun. who was the education secretary in Liz Truss's cabinet? Um, Buzz, me, <laughs> Adam. Uh, it was, uh, it's not. You me. just buzzed without knowing the No, answer. I did, but I'm this confident it's going to come to me. James Cleverly. No. Oh, okay. Is it now? That are you? Are you? I'm going to give this one over to Emily. Are you like timed out now? Oh uh, yeah. Until okay. the game you get it right now. now let me think about this seriously. Just ten seconds. <laughs> um, so I think that it wasn't Quasi Quarteng. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Nadim Zahavi. No. 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 Who was? Who was the? It wasn't Michael Gove. No. no. It wasn't. You can't get it. You can't go <laughs> okay, who it I wasn't. don't know. I don't know. It was Kit Malthouse. Oh, who the hell's that? Yeah. yeah. Kit. Who made the questions? I uh, didn't. <laughs> we love you, next, Thank you for next, the questions. Next, go. There was, that was a wah wah. No um, one got any points for that one. What is a think tank? Me. Mm, Emily. It is a little um, group that. Group of who? Of, of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like specialists, isn't it? Who yeah, kind of yeah, come yeah, together, yeah. make a report on something, but they they're not in parliament. <laughs> they're not in. They're not politicians. It's like professionals that kind of. What like are they doing in the thing? Me, like? me. No, I'm talking to Emily. Yeah. Um. They they. <laughs> <laughs> what is going off. on? They um. What is going on in the House of Commons? No. Um. <laughs> the think tanks come up with a report. They they tend to kind of critique a policy or um, come up with 
yeah. kind of an yeah, evaluation like it's of just, a policy. Yeah, a policy or just a particular topic. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Like a public policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Uh, that's Is another that? point to Emily. Yes. So it's, it's a tie. It's oh, two, my two. goodness. The next question. What food was it that lived longer than Liz Truss in uh, Me. Lettuce. Adam, yes. Lettuce. went to Adam. Um, who goes. are the ASH and what does ASH stand for? ASH. ASH. Um, uh, can you give us a clue? Yeah, whereabouts are we talking? It's Parliament here. It's something that is a health body. Oh, they're a pressure group. Yes. Oh. The ASH stands for. I don't know my pressure groups. Ah. No, it stands <laughs> for Ash. Ah, shit. Help. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Ash shit help what, pressure group. What makes Ash that might be bad for your health? Oh, are they the anti-smoking something? I'll give you that. It's the Action on Smoking and Health yeah. wow. group. And they are a pressure group against smoking. So Emily, I'm going to give you a point because you also said yes. pressure group. I win. Um, so far. Yeah. <laughs> Emily has three, otherwise two. Next question. What are one of the four ways of introducing a private member's bill? Oh, fuck. One of the four ways. Yeah. Uh, House of Lords, private member's bill. Me. You didn't say me. Me. How's the Lord's Bill? Adam, the right, House that's Lord's one. Choose one, yeah. I got it then. I got one. one. Mm-hmm. Do I have a chance Thanks. to get a point? Yeah. Pass um, over to you. Do you know any? The House of Commons? By having a banner on a plane in the sky? Just in general. Private members, please. I don't know. Um, so it's either by ballot, the 10 minute oh. rule, or presentation. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Our system is. Opinion show. Stupid. <sighs> so the next question. I give Evan a point there. You're tied again. No, no, I'm stop. on four. She's on three. That's the truth. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to deny How dare you? What is the other name for the new right? The new right? Yeah. The sort of Buzz, like Murray. The yeah. old left. <laughs> 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 it's the sort of like brand of neoliberalism that also involves... I was, I was, I was going to say neoliberalism, but no, um, um, it's associated with a certain is it the maternal ER? figure in the Who? Conservative Party? Thatcherites, me, close. Thatcherites, Trussites, no, Mayites, <laughs> no, you were basically right. I'll give you Thatcherites. It's Thatcherism. Oh yeah, that's oh, okay, yeah and no, I can explain this a little bit more. Go so on. this is all to do with like traditionalism. Um, and being a traditional family. So, for example, Margaret Thatcher was really heavily um, influenced by the work of Charles Murray, who was an American new right sociologist. And mm. um, basically, Margaret Thatcher really like pushed this idea of traditional family values. Um, so she was against the gays. She was against women working pretty much. Well, she kind of was like, oh, whoever needs to work needs to work, but still. Mm. Um, but yeah, the whole idea of the new right is to keep it nice and nuclear family. And she doesn't yes. believe there's a th- such a thing as society. Yeah. So Adam, you're two points ahead of Emily there. <sighs> Lovely. Is that the end? There's one more question. <gasps> okay, can this question oh, be worth three? More. Oh, okay, right. We'll do can the last question be How worth How many three? seats did the Conservative Party get on Boris Johnson Gordon election there's in twenty nineteen? Emily. Three hundred and, and sixty. Yeah. Four. Uh, five. Uh, yes. Oh, I, I literally knew that, that as well. I knew that. So am I now on four? Point, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And this one can I'm be on worth five. This one's worth ten points, though. No, whoever gets this one just gets wins. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that. When did I the post-war consensus start, and what was it? Uh, Emily. Buzz me. The post-war. I don't know. The post-war consensus. Um, that started in forty. Well, 
post-war, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when did the war finish, Emily? <laughs> 45. Yes. And what was the next bit of the question? Um, what was it? Uh, so it was where... Oh, this is where my history comes in. <laughs> it was where both parties... So she's parties not answering the question. I'm doing a politician's technique of stalling so that I can have a little <laughs> thing. It it's where the two parties um, decided that they would work together and be friends. And um, it was po a, little politics It friends. was a government of national unity to rebuild from the war. I didn't ask you. <laughs> that was actually my voice. Just <laughs> I just really good at impressions. Yeah, the parties worked together to rebuild from the war. Yeah, well, it was like an unspoken consensus yeah. um, across domestic policy yeah. specifically, and that allows the creation of the NHS and Woo! the welfare Fun state, um, which the Conservative Party has worked to completely destroy. <sighs> but yeah, at the end of that, Emily wins. How, how does that happen? Which is Emily amazing won. because Adam won the quiz. That <laughs> I destroyed you on the other one that you haven't heard. As well. <laughs> Literally, I got seven mm. and you got three. Well... It's the rise of Emily and the rise of Lives to Trust in one episode. I guess this is my last show then, everyone. Thanks for listening. It is e-politics <laughs> from now on. B-E-politics. <laughs> Bailey Emily politics. Right. Well, after that, um, I reign victorious. Thank you for listening today, for us waffling on about only two topics today. Liz Trust and balloons. Uh, this is a banner episode of Emily politics <laughs> right here. Um, thank you for listening. Um, we will... We'll be back next week we'll with some more week. juicy topics, I'm sure. Out at 11. Uh, if you have any ideas for what you want us to talk about on the show, please let me know. Yeah. You'll get a shout out like my brother and mum did this week. Actually, mum, here's a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> she, told me Hi, about the, she told me about the Listress article before anyone else did. So thanks, mum. We love Ange. We do. Um, big fan. Okay, um, yeah, so thank you. And also, if for any reason anyone listening to this is a member of a different university oh, who yeah. has a politics... A current affairs podcast. We want to collab. We want to work with you. And we'll tell you what, we come to you. Yes. We are ready for a pod road trip. We're bringing the pod to you. Please get in contact yes. with us at Any Politics on Instagram, at Any Politics on Twitter, or email me, AAW61 at bath.ac.uk. Yes, don't um, email me. Don't email Emily <laughs> because she doesn't like you. I will be very open. No, I just don't Our like essay emails. will be in contact with you. Yes. And yeah, we would love to collab with you, talk about certain issues or just like get to get to know different yeah. universities, different issues and just, yeah, let, let us know. Okay, bye. Bye. See you. Any Politics is produced by Adam Wright, hosted by Adam Wright and Emily Gray. The senior advisor is Samaya Ali and our guest today was Bailey. Doctors do not recommend any politics after inhaling helium. This is a University Radio Bath production.